Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Have you ever sent out a proposal only to realize, oh my goodness, I don't even know if this person is going to respond. I don't know if this is going to close. I don't know if I just spent one hour, five hours, 10 hours of my life that I will never get back. If any of that has ever crossed your mind, if you use proposals at all in order to sell in your business, this is the episode for you. So here's what I want you to do first to increase your close rate and your close ratio for sales proposals. That's what's coming up next, all in this episode. Don't miss it. We're going to dive in in just two seconds. So proposals. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with proposals. And even though I have spent, you know, gosh, 20 years in corporate finance, which is a heavily regulated environment. It is a heavily compliant world and it is a very big B2B space. So the organization that I used to work for had 80,000 global employees. It is a global 300 company. It is big, big, big business. So I know working with now clients on the micro scale, as well as those big B2B you know, Fortune 50, Fortune 10, a lot of those people were my clients um, and everything in between that this whole notion that proposals is the only way to sell, especially when you're working with individuals who are B2B, is a bold faced lie that people are being sucked into. Now, I will say that depending on the organization, that there very much is a process and that process may also include an RFP, or a request for proposal. One of my clients regularly puts in bids for RFPs and regularly wins them. Contracts that are worth anything from 5,000 all the way up to a million dollars and more. And so how do you position yourself when you are you know, having to sell using proposals and or your potential customer would prefer that you send them a proposal in order to close a deal? This is what I want to talk about today, because I think there are some definite do's and don'ts, and there's definitely things that you want to do first, if at all possible, before you take the time and the effort and the energy to put a proposal together, where essentially what I see a lot of times is that you are taking a shot in the dark, and I want to uh, illuminate the, the situation in some sense so that you're able to have a better opportunity to actually get your foot in the door start a relationship, and build a business that is actually going to be both productive, profitable, and something that is aligned to what you want to do on an ongoing basis. Now, here's what I want you to also know, is that not all B2B, so if you're selling business to business, not all B2B sales requires a proposal. So you volunteering to send a proposal where none is required is simply adding more work 
where there is none actually requested. Again, the caveat is if their sales process requires you to follow an RFP, do not circumnavigate the process by trying to avoid sending in an RFP. If they are a larger company, so again, the company, the Global 300 that I work for, you had to submit an RFP. There was no way around it. However, that being said, if you know how to submit RFPs properly, and we're not going to actually go into a full you know, deep dive of that, because every single company is going to be slightly different in terms of the parameters. I will say 99% of the time, the reason why your proposals do not get accepted when they have an RFP process is because you do not follow instructions. I'm going to say that again, 99% of the time, the reason why your proposal does not get accepted is because you simply are not following directions. Do not circumnavigate just because you think you're going to stand out. You're going to stand out for the wrong reasons. Okay. So that being said, let's dive in to the meat and potatoes of what I actually want to share with you today. So number one, I don't want you to sell with a proposal. So again, if there's an RFP, you can basically ignore what I'm going to tell you. But for the most part, the majority of us, I'd say 80 to 90% of the sales situations that I come across, there's going to be some way for you to build a relationship or have a conversation or a connection of some kind with the individual that is either a key influencer or a decision maker in the sales process. So you do not do heavy lifting with a proposal. It is very challenging for you to, to have all the required details and information without at least having some kind of interaction, communication, or conversation with the individual, with the company that you want to do business with. Number two, do not use a proposal in order to avoid negotiations. Do not uh, use a proposal because you're trying to avoid actually having a challenging or difficult conversation with that party about pricing, about the packaging, about whatever it is that you're trying to pitch to them. The third thing is that do not use a proposal in order to defer a decision-making component, meaning you're worried about dealing with objection handling. You're worried about uh, negotiations. You're worried about, oh my gosh, there's somebody else involved and I don't have a relationship with them. I don't really know very much about that person. So you're trying to defer the ultimate decision. Do not use a proposal in any of these situations or circumstances. You will shoot yourself in the foot and you will not make progress. In fact, you are going to solidify the fact that selling is harder, that your proposals don't work, and all those other negative stories that may be spilling over and tumbling around in your brain right this very second. Now, again, I want you to let you know that number one, do not deflect, do not defer, and do not dump or avoid using proposals. That was three in one, okay? So do not do all of these things because proposals are there in order to help support your sales activities, your sales process, your sales conversations, and the interaction that you're actually having as a result of the relationship that you're building with your potential customers and prospects. So do not allow your proposal to do something that you haven't yet done. Your proposal should be these three things. This is, these are the, the do's now, after we've covered off you know, all the things that your proposal shouldn't do, the don'ts. 
Number one, your proposal is helping you to sell. But again, the heavy lifting of the selling is up to you. You are the one that actually has to actively sell, engage in a sales conversation or interaction with your potential customer. Your proposal is part of the sales process, and it can help support and validate the conversation and the communication points that you just had with that individual or with that company. The second piece is the do. Do be specific. This is a great place to make sure that you clarify expectations and that you outline exactly what the key deliverables are that you are getting paid for, that you are promising the results and the transformation that you have engaged with them on as a result of the conversation and the discussion that you just had. Okay, So be as specific as possible, because in a lot of situations, your proposal will become a working document that ties in directly with the key deliverables of your project and the plan that you're about to embark on. So it it lines out the, the overview, the framework, the meat of what it is that they actually want you to provide. Third, the third do is it needs to summarize. So, oh gosh, gone are the days where you are sending over, you know, a 10, 14, 20, 30 page report, so to speak, instead of an actual proposal. A proposal should be a high-level summary that will take into account the key points of action, the key points of discussion, and the key points of agreement to lay out a common expectation from the conversation that you just had. It outlines the exact parameters of what you're getting paid for and what you have agreed to, so that when you send off the proposal, essentially, number one, you have walked through your sales process, okay? If you aren't familiar with the steps of the sales process, I want you to go and listen to episode number 10. We'll link it below in the show notes for you. And in the context of that, essentially, you are following the framework of how I like to build proposals. A proposal really highlights what is the gap and what is the result as I'm going to work with you. What is the promise? What is the vision? What is the transformation? What are the key deliverables based on the gap that you identified? So those two are connected together. And the last piece is about your pricing and anything else that needs to be incorporated that you're promising that you're going to to add on. So do you need to have access to specific team members? Do you need to have access to certain reports? Do you need to have access to certain people? What is it that you need to be able to gain access to that will be contingent upon your success and their success in order to be able to move forward? It becomes a living, breathing, working document that then is embedded inside of your project plan, ideally when you're starting to work with that particular company. So as a result, your proposal really just takes the conversation that you had, whether it's a 20-minute, 45-minute, hour-long sales conversation or presentation from that meeting, and then it highlights those key components so that everybody is on the same page and everybody understands exactly what they agreed to. Before you have a sales conversation complete, you should know the answer of whether or not they're going to move forward. Now, again, depending on the organization, their formal format may require that Every single conversation is documented through the means of a sales proposal. That being said, you should have a pretty good idea before you send one off if they're about to say yes to you or somebody else. 
it's as simple as asking, you know, before you end the conversation. So based off of what I just shared with you today, what, which direction are you leaning towards? Is, is this something that you can see us working towards, or is there something else that I've missed that perhaps we need to put back on the table and have a, a more thorough discussion on? Is there somebody else who needs to be involved in the final step of this conversation? that I can address inside of my proposal? What is the likelihood that you are feeling we're gonna move forward in terms of what I just outlined with you today? So all these types of questions allow you to just have more certainty that the work and the effort and the time that you're putting towards putting that proposal in place is actually going to seal the deal. I have had no proposals that I have sent out that have not moved forward into a yes. Now. Again, I'm very selective with who I work with, the companies that I support, and the types of conversations that I have. So if at any point in time during a conversation, I feel like there isn't a meeting of the minds and there isn't an expectation that I can meet or provide, then I'm not going to continue to move forward with my pricing, with my packages, with the way that I can support them. None of that even comes to play. And as a result, if I have any sort of reservation around the fact that I don't know if this is actually going to go through, uh, I may not even fulfill with the proposal. Uh, that is completely up to me because I am the expert and they're the ones that have come to me for help and assistance. Now, if you're out there and you're cold pitching, it's going to be a little bit more of a, a different slant to things, right? But that being said, it just may mean that you have multiple conversations. So instead of having a one-step close or a one conversation close, which I don't think one is better than the other. It's just a matter of what fits for the situation, the scenario, the individual that you're speaking with or the company that you're supporting and what their process needs to look like in order to be able to come to a decision. Uh, some people and some companies have a multi-layered approach. Totally fine. Does it speak to your sales skills? No, it doesn't. Because if they have a process that you need to follow, that you just need to follow their process. You need to knock their socks off at every step of the game so that just like in your sales process, they're able to move through. You are equally able to move through because every step of the process is really about re-engaging, reinvigorating, and re-igniting the fact that you're on the same page together. And the journey is where you both want to go, whatever that looks like. The proposal is really an, a way to identify, do we have a match? And to outline that on paper, virtual or otherwise, right? But on paper, that you are laying out the expectations, you're laying out exactly what was discussed, because I'm going to tell you, having been in a number of boardrooms, that there are a lot of conversations and there may be a lot of negotiations going back and forth with ideas and things and different ways that you could take the conversation and the, the, the components of what it is that they're looking for help with. Again, based off of budget, based off of timeline, based off of what they have the authority to provide to you or not provide to you, and also based off of what you have the ability to support. As a result, a proposal is a great way to, again, the three do's, to sell, to be specific, and to summarize the exact things that you have now agreed upon. Because after you know half an hour, an hour of brainstorming, going back and forth, trying to figure out what do you want, what do I want, you can imagine there's a lot of 
uh, ground coverage that can be done. And it can be very confusing for both parties to really evaluate what did we just discuss? What did we just dis agree upon? What is it that are the key components that we want to get done? And so you need to summarize that in a verbal agreement before you gain commitment to moving forward with a proposal. You need to understand what the proposal is designed to do for you and for that company. And that for you, sending a proposal signals a buying signal. It signals that we're moving to the next step of the process. It signals that they're more serious than just having a conversation would entail to move forward and say yes. It signals that there may be other people that they're trying to consider and evaluate with all the information to go back to perhaps other people that are involved with the decision-making process that may or may not need to be in the room with you speaking to you directly, but could be influencing behind the scenes exactly what direction they're going to move forward in. Before you send the proposal, it is important for you to understand who else are they considering, but it shouldn't be the main consideration for you. I know that for me, I've asked and I've won bids against other competing individuals and companies, but it wasn't because I undercut my costs or anything like that. It was because I took the time to really sell and even beyond selling, I served the individual that I was speaking with on the phone. I had a deep dive conversation. I really took the time to understand what was going on so I could be prescriptive in my uh, recommendations and in the interaction that I was having. And as a result, I was able to know without a shadow of a doubt that it didn't matter who I was up against. I knew that I was going to win that contract. And as a result, when I sent off the proposal, that proposal did become our working document. It became essentially our framework for how we were going to gauge, here's what I promised, and here's what you're promising is going to happen in order to help me to deliver those key outcomes and results with you and your sales team. And as a result, it formed the foundation and the basic principle of our project plan. So I don't want you to get stuck sending off proposal after proposal after proposal with them never coming to fruition and then spending essentially hours of your time completely unpaid. That is not a good use of your time or your effort. And in fact, it's going to keep reinforcing to you that selling is hard, that selling is uncomfortable, that selling is not uh, productive or fruitful, that you're, you're not seeing results. And when you're able to flip this and instead continue to sell in the best way possible, which I believe is through some kind of interaction, conversation, or connection, and then from there, have the proposal go out in order to support you, in order to summarize, in order to help solidify the sales that you just did, that you just won, and it seals the deal for you, that it will allow you to come from it. Uh, very differently than where you may be coming from currently. And you will see many, many more deals being closed as a result because you're going to be more judicious with your time, more understanding of what it is that your proposal is designed to do for you. And you're going to be able to keep it as succinct as possible because you've already done the heavy lifting through those important sales conversations and the interactions that you're having with your potential customers. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you need more help, step-by-step step, lining out exactly what you need to do, not only in a proposal, but ultimately in a sales conversation and in a sales interaction, 
I'm going to encourage you to come and join me inside my inner circle at salesmasterysociety.com, where I walk you through the sales process and customize exactly what you need to do in your interactions with all of your potential customers so that you can not only have productive and profitable proposals, but that you can close more deals while you serve more clients. You can grab more details in the show notes below or go to salesmasterysociety.com. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.